Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 433. Mitch on the ones and twos, not really, he's across the Zoom. Um, Charlie, you're with you. Used to be on the ones and twos back in the day, intro music, everything like that. We would drive 30 minutes, well, you drive 10 minutes, I would drive 30 minutes to go see your beautiful face each, each, uh, each day, and then then the pandemic happened and now we just do it do it at our at our leisure how you doing buddy 30 and 10 you make it sound like i'm just like i'm just riding my bike there or something no i mean you live you just live closer to the station than i do i'm sorry i do i do i do but yeah um yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna break it all down it's a waste of time yeah, I, I think everybody would love like a, a full breakdown of your drive. I mean, there was like a four month period before I'm COVID just... hit where, where I lived like, I first of all, I live like 15 minutes away from the radio station right now. <laughs> and before that, it was like, when I moved out to the west side, it was probably a 20 minute drive to the radio station. Yours is like a 25 top. Um, unless like you go at five o'clock. I've yeah, made that drive that's... a number of times. <sighs> Whatever. Um, I just like rattling your cage, and I didn't want a driving breakdown. I was kidding. It was being facetious there. Um, seemed you to rattled it successfully. Leave you there. We have a fun show today. We're going to talk about Devin Williams being a dumbass. Um, just the implications of it all. Kind of what it goes. Not only the Brewers in the present, the Brewers kind of long term. Um, just in a lot of ways. And then we'll talk about just being a dumbass and hurting ourselves when we were drunk. Cause I have stories. I don't know if Mitch has any stories. I, I know Mitch. Well, one of my best friends. And I don't know if you have any good, like hurting yourself drunk. Stories. No, uh, not, not I, really. I mean, I, I mean, there, I could, I could reach for like, uh, like playing pickup football and stuff like that, where, you know, I've hurt myself maybe there, you know, there is, like like in in season of football, I did that one time. So oh, that's nice. Uh, we 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 can talk about it. That's nice. Um, and then we will also chat about Kevin King, T.J. Watt, the great debate. Um, why draft we we draft hindsight is dumb, as well as the Steelers, Packers, America's team, any hungover ness from the Green Bay Packers that should worry us. And then lastly, we'll just kind of hit on some mini topics, if you will. Bucks, Badgers, the whole kit and caboodle, anything else. Uh, maybe a little even even Ryder Cup recap, see if Mitch watched any. Uh, but we'll start with the Milwaukee Brewers, which we didn't expect to start with the Brewers. Um, sometimes we get lucky oh. with this type of stuff. And you get a news story that breaks before you get, get on the sticks. And today we got it. Devin Williams broke his hand. Um, it was due to him being frustrated after a night out. Apparently he got frustrated on the car ride home. Um, and then he punched a wall, whether he punched a wall outside, they punched a wall inside, he punched a wall and broke his hand. And now Devin Williams is out for most of the preseason or postseason. excuse me. There's a chance he might be able to get back for the world series, but that's, that's it. And I think everybody had the same response as I did on TikTok and Instagram, Kevin Kick Sports, you can follow me on both of those. Kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it, it's mm-hmm. just, it was so unexpected, so weirdly out of character for this Brewers team. It's not like this Brewers team is the 86 Mets, where they're having sex in the dugout between innings. This isn't a <laughs> group of, like, rambunctious dudes. Like, Shea Ken's not telling me, like, yeah, I saw them bump lines, like, the other day at 720. Like, that's not what, what Shea Ken's telling me, okay? So like this isn't this isn't the '86 Mets, so this is really just out of character and surprising. And obviously, you worry about the Brewers themselves and what this does to the team. I don't think, from a team chemistry standpoint, Mitch just really affects things. But I do wonder, like, this doesn't give Craig Council a lot of time to figure out like who's my eighth inning guy. So yeah. where where are you at with it all together? <clears throat> Well, I mean, yeah, you summed up the the logistics of it pretty well there. I think, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, if you went down a list of Brewers players that I would expect this from, I think Devin Williams would be near the bottom. Yeah. Just like, because 
he doesn't talk to the media much. But when he does, he has very little or nothing to say. And so, he, in my my point there is, he just seems like a very, I don't know, low key, mild man. Mild guy. Man, He's yeah. not like I mean, you know, I don't want to you know be be weird, but like you'd look at a guy like Willie Adamas or something who's pretty passionate, jumping up and down. You know, seems to be an emotional type guy. He'd probably be pretty high on the list of guys that I would expect to to lose his temper and do something stupid and um you know when at, at the at an inopportune time but Devin Williams would be would be one of the last ones but I mean sometimes that's the way it goes I guess and you know yeah I, I mean it's it's tough it's you know as you said there it doesn't give him much time that's a good point I mean you're not gonna have you know a ton of I guess high leverage situation the last week of the season I don't imagine I mean yeah. I guess a baseball game when they go out there and they go between the lines, you know, from 6:40 PM until the game's over or whatever. I think that they, they get into it regardless of what, you know, is going on. I think, you know, I watched most of the game on Tuesday and, you know, it seemed like it wasn't a complete, I mean, teams are maybe not going to play their, their a lineup ever, ever, you know, the rest of the way. Right. But I mean, the guys that are out there are going to, you know, and you, you, you may have an opportunity to see, Oh boy. Sorry. Um, you may have an, you may if something happened in the game. You may have an opportunity to, to to get figure out the eighth inning, but I don't know. I mean, I guess two weeks ago, I probably have been like, well, Boxberger's for sure, but he's been awful. I mean, in fact, yeah, the whole bullpen's been... been terrible in September. So I, I just like it's one another. I feel like I don't know. Spicy take would be um, the Brewers haven't done a lot to inspire a ton of confidence in me this month overall. And then especially the bullpen and then this happens. So it's like, I think, I think the playoffs are a different animal mm-hmm. in baseball these days. Like it, it has become, it's like most sports where it's just, it's just different in the playoffs. I mean, you, you, you might see, okay, let's say Corbin Burns starts. Well, maybe Woodruff starts game one. You might see him get pulled. I don't know, after four innings. Yeah, um, to pu- but to push back a little bit on a couple of things, like I think that does happen, but I think it's later in the postseason. Like I don't think you're going to see that immediately. I think you might <laughs> see that NLC. I, like I know you are right. It's a little different, but I don't think they pull those cards as early. And and I, I there was another thing I was, I was going to just kind of lightly – lightly push on you about just like it you I think that this like last week's glorified spring training I get what you're saying but at the end of the day it's it it, there's no real implication here right like the Brewers continue to win maybe they get the best record in franchise history but how much does that really matter the Cardinals right now have nothing to play for they're hungover as shit yesterday and then the Dodgers Maybe It'd be nice to win more than more than one game the last week of the season, but I know it's not going to happen. So I cause... well, we'll see. I'm just saying I'm not freaking out about it. I know there's going no. to be people. This is very much like it's different, right? But it's adjacent to right before the Packers season, where I said to you, like, "Hey, I'm not worried that they haven't played preseason. I'm not worried that they really haven't had a lot of team reps. I'm not worried about like Aaron Rodgers." not being involved in the off season and you're like, well, you know, if they struggle, exactly. Everybody's going to say, well, you should have played the preseason and guess what fucking happened. Right. So I do think you'll get a lot of that. If say they stumble out and they're down 2-0 to the Braves or they're down or it's 2-1 or something, Atlanta has a chance to clinch at home because Atlanta's, you know, they're still trying to clinch a division as we talk on Tuesday, on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if, let's say the Cardinals beat the Dodgers in yeah. the wild card game. Right. And um, I think that they would, they would take care of the Giants if they played them in a series. I don't have a ton of confidence in the Giants. They, the Brandon Belt's hurt there too. So then you'd probably, you know, I mean, a lot of people are sort of looking past the Braves too already. Um yeah, that's a mistake. I, I don't think that that – I mean, I I think we'll probably do a pretty it, comprehensive ba- pre- playoff preview next week, but, like, that is a mistake. I think people are a little 
spoiled, shall we say, because of what happened with the Bucks this this summer, that we're all like city of champions and pump our chest. Like I did it, but look, I have I want to get likes and I want to get people to engage. Not that I don't believe in that shit. I do think we can be the city of champions. I do think like this team can be a World Series contender. But I do also am realistic and say the Braves are fucking good. They were in the NLCS last year. They, they're they well coached. Like They're not a, a team that you should just take lightly. So, And now that you don't have Devin Williams, like, it adds an element. It makes it a harder hill to climb, point yeah. blank. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what, what they do in the eighth inning. I mean, unless you may – see josh Hader uh more than yep. one inning yeah that's what i, I think was i think that's that's probably going to be more for i don't think council wants to do that knowing him yep but he may not have a choice at some point i guess is what i'm saying and or you might see boxberger in the seventh and then he might roll over for an out in the eighth or something and then you bring Hader in yeah you know, the, the just sort of make it right work that now, way but that's that's tough with the, the the pinch hitting and stuff like that. That becomes tough late in games. But the, the biggest thing right now is you have to get. I think the biggest goal this week is can you get Boxberger right? Can you find situations to just get him feeling good? Or if he's telling the bullpen coach, pitching coach, counsel, like, hey, I'm burned out. Like I need as much time off as possible to just get my body right. Like the whole reason I'm struggling is because I'm overworked and overwhelmed. And that happens in our personal jobs, right? Like we have that and he's worked a ton and he's like, I just need time to like reset. And if that's the case, then okay, cool. I think that yes, the hater thing. I think Jake Cousins, the bicep tightness, I think he'll be ready to go. Jake Cousins, I don't trust entirely. Like I, I think my trust meter, if we went one being uh, Gustav and five being Hader on that scale, I would put cousins around like a three. He just walks too many guys. Like I think his stuff's really good. He just walks too many guys for my liking. And I think that just gets him into trouble. Where would you put cousins on that scale? Uh, when's the last time he pitched? Well, he's on the DL right now with bicep tightness, and it's precautionary. Yeah. It's not like they're just they're they're putting him on ice just God, before. Just, before this all starts. the other thing is like everybody's taking a turn on the IL the last six weeks, so um, it's pretty pretty frustrating that way. But my cousin's a one to five. I don't know in the playoffs. Guy was an indie ball like last year, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I mean, but. That I mean, look, like, I understand that, but, like, Brendan uh, – was it Brendan Flanagan, Finnegan, who flamed out, but he was on the Royals after he had pitched for fucking TCU in, yeah. in, in June. So, I don't know. If you're, if you're born with it, you're born with it. If you're not, you're not, right? Like, yeah. so – I mean, I, I, I like his stuff. I just – he's probably more of – I mean, he, yeah, he's probably more of a sixth or seventh inning guy. Do you point. feel better about him or, or Hunter Strickland? Oh, man, that, that's the other guy I was thinking about, too. Is about the same, probably. Uh, Cousins has better stuff. Strickland has more experience. Uh, I would probably trust Strickland more in a playoff game just because he's pitched in World Series before, I believe. So, um, you know, those guys are kind of invaluable. Yep. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably I would trust Hunter Strickland more. He, he does not have great postseason numbers. He was a mess. He pitched eight times in the 2004 season that San Francisco won a ring. He gave up seven runs in how many innings pitched? Eight innings pitched. He had a blown save. He was only, only did save one game. And then only pitched three in the World Series. They won in 2016, so not a ton of work. And then in 2019 he pitched only twice for Washington and both of those times were were messy as well so I don't know looking at those stats they aren't I mean it's a small sample but they're not necessarily ones that give me 
give me pause that Hunter Strickland is that dude. Now, granted, in 2019, he bounced around with Seattle and, and Washington, and then after Washington and winning a World Series. So there's three World Series wins. That's fucking crazy. Um, he really bounced around in 2020 uh, in the COVID year before finding – oh, no, he was only with the Mets. I'm sorry, 2021 is when it, – it's crazy because you look at a stat line and he has like eight or nine teams on his uh, – on his list versus like just two or three that most guys have. What about Aaron well, Ashby? Three teams this year. Uh, Aaron Ashby. Um, he's looked good lately. Um, they may have found something with him, I guess, as possibly. I think he's, <laughs> I feel like he's probably the leader in the clubhouse among Brewers fans to be the guy to be thrown into a seventh or eighth inning high leverage, right? Um, yeah. He's definitely not going to be a starter. No. So, I don't know. I mean, the, the way he's looked, he throws gas. He's left-handed. I mean – It's ground balls. There's a lot to like. Um, I mean, I, I think I'd feel better about him than Cousins. Yeah, I mean, for reference, because that people sometimes have short memories, like Corbin Burns was thrown into the fire – in the postseason. Now he had pitched a little bit more in the regular season than Ashby, but they kind of needed Corbin Burns. If you remember that, that season, Corbin Burns in the postseason yeah. in, in 2018, out of the bullpen, nine, nine innings pitched, uh, four hits allowed, two runs earned 11 strikeouts and one walk. He was electric in that he had one, he had one bad start, and that was against the Dodgers in that 4-3 loss. I believe that was game two where Burns struggled. So, like, it's not like the Brewers haven't done this before with guys that are going to be starting pitching. I think Brandon Woodruff had moments – what year was it where he had – where he was coming out of the bullpen? Was it – he didn't come out of the bullpen in 2018. No, he did, kind of. He had, yeah, he had one he start. Did. He had one start, but, I mean, he has a fantastic resume – out, you know, out of the bullpen. I think the Brewers are just going to get creative with it, honestly. And I think for kind of going to more of the Devin Williams side of it, like I just hope for Devin Williams. I agree that he's a dumbass. I said that he was dumb, and I don't think you can be any dumber than punching a wall when you're ready to go to a postseason. And he knows he fucked up, so he doesn't need me telling him that. But for the fans, like – they bet he just better hope that like there's not an eighth inning that the Brewers absolutely get like fall apart and they lose a game and it's like the defining game. And it's like, that's the reason it's like, you just point at Devin Williams and you're like, well, if Devin Williams was there, this would be different. Even though that's completely unfair to him because you have zero idea if that situation would arise with Devin with or without Devin Williams, but fans brains are as small as peas and they will, they will basically, blame Devin Williams for all of eternity until you win like World Series. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be – you just laid out the worst-case scenario, I guess. 100%. Um, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it would be like it before – like if – let's say it was – I don't know if I'd put Devin Williams at like a P.J. Tucker. It's so hard to compare basketball to baseball. But like it'd be like P.J. Tucker, right? Breaking, breaking his hand, punching a wall, and probably at Silk or something like that. And P.J. Tucker's out. He's not playing. And Durant hits a game winner against the Bucks and sends Milwaukee home. Now P.J. Tucker would leave, so I guess maybe this comparison sucks. I'm trying. Maybe it's Middleton, but I no, can see I mean, go, go with it. Go with it. But it's fine. Yeah. It's like he gives up that game winner. And everybody points to PJ Tucker and is like, that's the scapegoat. You're the reason we lost. And again, like, this is not fair. Like, we have no idea if Devin Williams would also poop down his leg and just completely struggle at in the eighth inning. And we haven't seen Devin Williams in the postseason. Remember, he got hurt last season. Now, last year was a joke. We've all agree on that. But Devin Williams didn't pitch last postseason either. He had, I believe, an elbow thing that they were worried about. And they were like, well, we're fucked against the Dodgers anyway, so we're not going to bring Devin out there. And that was smart. And now it's like, well, we don't get Devin Williams again, so here we go. So, yeah, I think it's Josh Hader for two. 
I think it's maybe a combination of Boxberger, Cousins, Strickland ride the hot hand, and maybe a little bit of Ashby yeah. too, and let Ashby sort of look <laughs> at it and do that. I wish they would take a look at some of their other relievers. I know they're looking at a Colin Lee, but again, I, I don't know if I trust anybody who hasn't kind of been established. To me, a guy like Colin Lee, or I know there's a guy following Twitter. I think his name Colin, is White. Colin, Re- Colin Ray. Colin Ray. Why did I think it was Colin Lee? Very old man. Yeah, it's R-E-A. I, I, is he? Wow. I didn't – I've never seen him pitch for the Brewers. I'm not going to lie to you. No. But I, so I didn't know he was on the team, but he has pitched for them. He hasn't pitched for them in three weeks. Um, so he must have been in the minors for a little while. Yeah. Or something. But, yeah, wow. No, this guy's a gas can. Um, I remember this guy now. Pitch for the Cubs. Yeah. Pitch for the Cubs. And the he, Padres. Uh, had the same bir- has the same birthday as my dad. That's probably the only cool thing about Colin Ray. Um, but, yeah, no, he's not good. Um, I don't know if he'll make the postseason roster. The, th- the other thing with Aaron Ashby, too, is if you look at his game log, uh, he has not pitched in, like, anything resembling high leverage. No. So, um, you know, the numbers are good for the most part, but, um, yeah, I don't one know. Guy, one guy we didn't mention was Brett Suter, Brent Suter. Um, I think that's on purpose. I don't really – I like Brent Suter, great guy, clubhouse favorite with the media. Anytime you can get Brett Suter on camera, it's a good thing if you're Tom Harjaport or Todd Rosiak. But um, Brent Suter is not a guy I won the eighth inning. I don't trust Brent Suter at all. Yeah, Suter, Suter can't be in a game um, past the sixth inning. And he also cannot come into a game with runners on base. No. He, he needs I, to that drives the me fucking crazy, Mitch. I hate that. I hate when council does that. One of my elite, like, I like Craig Council a lot. And that drives me crazy. He does that way too often. Suter throws batting practice fastballs. So he yeah. has to, he has to, he's a rhythm guy. Like, he's a, he has to be totally. doing his goofy windup and, and really quick windup and keeping guys off balance. Otherwise, he slows way down in the stretch, right? Because he kind of right. can't do that stuff. So right. he's, significantly less effective and i mean i don't know he's weirdly been good this year so it's kind of like it's not that i don't trust him but it's like it can't be past like the sixth inning um so i I, I, feel, I guess i'd be okay i'd be okay with him starting any inning like yeah fifth or sixth but i i would feel okay with him getting through it quickly mm-hmm. um and just getting off the field but I would not want to see him come in in the fifth inning, bases loaded, up two or something, <laughs> one out. I just, I don't know. That's a, that's a double down the line. Wait for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, can I throw out one last name before we talk about dumb injuries? Sure. Um, what about Adrian Housen? So like, yeah, I, people have him as a starter. He'll have him yeah. as a fourth starter. But he has pitched out of the bullpen. He was good out of the bullpen. He's a ground ball pitcher. I don't think he likes to pitch out of the bullpen. I think he's kind of been pretty upfront about that. But I think if Craig mm-hmm. Council sits him down and goes, hey, look, dude, like, can we just have you for the sixth, seventh, and eighth? Like, we maybe even the sixth. Like, we can have you as sort of this piggyback and maybe even carry you into the eighth. Like, what do you think about it? We just need to replace Devin, and we think you're the best option. Yeah, you can't have what him if, pitch every every game, but you probably have him pitch every other every every three games. I mean, I like that idea. It's just, yeah, he does kind of strike me as a kind of as the kind of guy who wants to be a starter, probably totally. more comfortable as a starter, so to speak. Right, and that that's a good point. I mean, but I don't disagree too that Council could could work his magic with him and and get him to, 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 you know, buy into that. But the other thing I was kind of thinking about too, that I'll mention real quick is would, do you think you'd see an opener in the postseason, like an inning or two from, uh, I don't know, from uh, Brent Suter or yeah, something like, something like that. And then you, and then you put Eric Lauer in 
for yeah, that's not a bad idea. Go, and it's then you're in the you're, you're in the seventh inning. It's not a bad idea. In, but then you're, you're, you're still you still have to solve the eighth inning problem there. But yeah, but I don't know. No, nah, it's not a bad idea because it, it like it does solve for some of it. Where if you say, all right, we're gonna open with Cousins or we're gonna open with Aaron Ashby, but he's only gonna pitch two innings or three innings, and then we're gonna go to and then we're gonna go to one of our other guys. We're gonna go to Freddie Peralta. We're gonna go to Hauser. We're gonna go to Brandon Wood. I don't think you'd do it with Woodruff or Burns, but I think you could do it with no. the other guys. Yeah. I, it's a really interesting theory. And I do wonder too, if Woodruff and Burns are like, Hey, kind of fuck the pitch counts. Like, let us just go as long as we can and try to pick the, pick up sort of that bullpen slack. Cause I think yeah. if council wants to let Burns and Woodruff go, he will. I know he doesn't necessarily usually like to, but I do think, I do wonder if this changes strategy at all. It would be really fascinating. And yeah. I just hope, Whatever happens to the Brewers, that Devin Williams is the scapegoat. If if they if it all goes to shit for them, I really hope it goes to shit because they don't have offense. Like and and then that's the reason why. And we can say Devin Williams wasn't going to solve that. Devin Williams isn't picking up a bat. We'll see. We'll see what happens. As for, dumb inju- as for dumb injuries, because that's just fun to talk about. Because we, you know, first of all, as you pointed out in our pre-pod meeting. This is now the third guy to break his hand who's a professional athlete, who's a pitcher. Uh, one of them being Huskar uh, Noah, who will probably face the Brewers next year in the uh, NLDS. He broke his hand after getting shelled by the Brewers at American Family Field. And uh, he was out for a long time. He came back, I think, mid-August, late August. But I was just – when you dumb stuff like this happens, like – Dan Mach uh, hit me up on Twitter and said, yeah, a couple of drinks. This dude was shit faced and had no idea where he was and just got, and I'm like, yeah, for sure. And where I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, this guy was so drunk. Like I'm, and I was thinking back to like things I've done when I'm like hammered and I'm like, yeah, I've easily been overserved. I was easily around Devin Williams age. I think he's 23 or 24. Like I, I don't think I've had any like significant moments where I've, like punched anything in my last five or six years. Cause I, you know, a, you learn how to drink and B when you do get drunk like that, you just fall asleep in random places and get yelled at by your soon to be wife. That's more what happens <laughs> than anything else. But yeah, I mean, my, my biggest like anger night and I had reason to be angry. So I don't know. I don't think this happened to Devin Williams. We'll have to see. And it, uh, they did have a beer bong around. But, Evan Williams is 27. Oh, God. So he's a little old for this then. Okay. He's right on the cusp. Like, I, I feel like if I broke my hand at 27, punching a wall, I'm pretty sure Morgan, my now wife, would not have spoke to me for, I don't know, probably at least a month. Might have broke up with me. <laughs> who knows? Um, would have seen that as a major issue. Would have told me probably had to stop drinking. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. But Anyways, so my story, as I was saying with the beer bong, it, and I have reason, I had cause, was I was, I had a lot of drinks, big ass party, I was a sophomore in, high, in college, and I did a beer bong, and someone thought it was cool to put like dip spit in the beer bong, <laughs> and I, I threw a, oh, I was 21 actually, I, think. I threw a fucking beer can across like their bar, I broke a small lamp doing that. And then I was so mad that I, I was going out to their like small balcony that I ran right through a fucking screen door. Just impaled the screen door because <laughs> I was so upset. And I paid for it. I don't know. It was like, 30, I don't know what it cost me. I think it was anywhere from like 30 to 60 bucks. But yeah, that, that was pretty bad. Um, that was, that wasn't good. And I ended up puking that night. I didn't remember puking. And my my roommate's girlfriend at the time cleaned up my puke, which was very nice of her. Didn't have to do that. But then I found out like later that they had slept in my bed together. So, and when I say slept, I mean slept. 
Mm-hmm. And and so then I was like, you know what? When that's you said not... slept, you meant you meant didn't sleep. No, I meant yeah, just just making pies in the middle of the night. I've heard beating <laughs> cheeks to I have to retire it. So I'm trying to that was the feedback I got from the uh tappers that I say beating cheeks too much. But yeah, that's basically what was happening there. And it was an eye for an eye situation, right? Like I was like, all right, cool. I can't be mad. I wasn't I wasn't mad when they told me. Now they waited until February to tell me because they thought I'd flip out. But that that was one. The other one was my only close to like breaking a wall was I broke a I broke a door frame, but it was like it was very poorly made. Uh Karen management shout out. They they were just assholes. They gave us these flimsy ass doors. And I was walking a girl home, being a gentleman, easily, easily could have invited myself to be like, hey, or get even get her number. I didn't even get her number, Mitch. That's how big of a pussy I was. I didn't even ask for her number at the time. And I walk home and I'm just starting to think, I'm like, God, you're such an idiot. You're such a fucking idiot. And then I chicken wing the door and put a hole in it. And then when my roommate Seth the next day, we're playing video games before the NFL started. And he goes, why did you, like, you do that? dude?" And I go, I don't know, man. I was sexually frustrated. And he took it as like I was Michael Scott, like yelling I was sexually frustrated, which I wasn't. I just <laughs> used the term sexually frustrated. I mean, I was a 21 kid, a 21-year-old kid. What do you expect? We also had a moment. I didn't do this. I was there where a friend of the program, Pat, jumped off a, like a side balcony to our buddy Fant, who was already sleeping. And Fant just did like a straight punch into the plaster. Like it was very, like it was quick. It was like you were like slapping somebody in a chest and he just he just flicked his wrist and fucking hand went right through. Um, so those those wow. are kind of my, my Devin Williams moments. Um, I also had the one where uh, I got charged for lemon drops and I freaked out on everybody, but I don't think I broke anything. I just think I was Yeah, mad. that one, that one, that one popped into my head while you were talking, but um, <laughs> without, without, you know, boring with the whole story. I know I remember uh, because I hosted a lot of the, uh, a lot of the slums were, were sleeping at my house. Cause I was, yeah. I don't know, it just was most convenient and um yeah. I remember, I know you you kicked a case of beer like across, like yeah. into like sure from the did. living room into the kitchen, and there was like probably twenty beers in it, and they were basically all some of them bursted, and a couple of you know the rest of them were kind of laying all over the place, um rolled all rolled all over the kitchen and in <clears throat> into the bathroom and stuff like that, but um it's pretty impressive, um I must say. Uh, yeah. yeah, personally, I don't really have anything. I'm. You're a mild man, yeah. Even um, when you're drunk, you got, you got, you kind of got mad at me last weekend, but that's okay. Um, you're, for the most part, a mild man, uh, cat. Like you're, you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am, and but I mean, I, I've, I've seen some shit. I mean, you know, uh, I went. I'm not going to name any names in any of these stories that might come up, but <laughs> I just don't want to because it's not fair. Nah. No, I, I so, agree. It's like um, it's like life advice with Rosillo. It's like just a bunch of fake, like leave my name out of it. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. You're talking about like you're the cheaty in like a relationship. Of course you want your name fucking left out. No duh, dude. Yeah, go right. ahead. There was there was a, a, a dear friend of mine. I've kind of, you know, you know, more of my high school days and maybe a little bit outside of high school after high school, but kind of lost touch. But he's a bit of a hothead. And uh I don't think I saw this, but it was confirmed by multiple sources that, and I would totally believe it, that he punched a light pole at a Gus Macker um, tournament. Gus Macker's is the three-on-three adult basketball tournament, mostly adult, some youth, but just a pickup turn, pick basketball tournament, and he got mad at something, and I don't know, it could have been the refs, could have been a lack of refs, could have been uh, another guy, but he punched punched a light pole and um broke his hand i think so he's in a cast for that was that was probably like when he was 16 or 17 you know something like that maybe 18 <clears throat> but that's a good one um man i didn't know about that pat one i, I couldn't think of that one. Oh yeah um, you weren't there for that that was eau claire that was there was there was a hole put in a wall at um 
one of our uh, friends who lives in Minnesota at his his first bachelor party oh, ten years yeah, ago. That's right. I forgot. About I don't. That I don't one. remember. I don't remember how that that how that whole guy. I think it was just. Oh, I do know why. Because a uh, friend of Pod Michael had a had a meltdown that night. Yeah. And I think that was when he and Big Big Cat tried to restrain him. Yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly. BC put him through, uh, put him through a uh, styrofoam cooler. Ice went everywhere. Water, this whole thing. And then uh, Nolte was, who, whose credit card was on the room, was uh, worried that that was going to be rather expensive. And then the next day, he got a voicemail from the hotel or something, and it was like, "We're charging fifty bucks on your room." And he's like, <clears throat> "He's like, oh, if I knew it was only fifty bucks, I would have put a couple more in there." <laughs> So um, that was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you laid out, it's like earlier in your life, you know, maybe 19, not that we drink underage or anything or, never. or condone any I've of never, that. I, I never <laughs> drank beer at before I was 21. I've never so had about, any alcohol. So like you're probably like your mid 20s. Uh, yeah. You know, Devin Williams just turned 27 like a week ago. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he's right there on that, on that edge where it's like, right. you know, he probably doesn't have any kids yet or, you know, as a pro mm-hmm. athlete, I'm sure that takes most of his time, but right. he may, but um, yeah, as you, as you get later in life, I don't know, things, things slow down. You probably don't, you don't have as many opportunities for, for dumb stuff to happen just because you're not drinking three or four days a week or more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you, like you may have been from, 20 until you know 25 maybe yeah. um of course my, it wasn't you know, my advice are, but. my advice for the young pops that listen to the show i don't know if we have a lot of young listeners but um i would just say if you're gonna punch something and you're mad like just make sure it's it's soft like you know what i mean like that's when like i and this will transition us to the packers like the refs were so bad well, on Sunday. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I should say that there were a couple times um, during the Bucks playoff run that I punched a hard object in, in public, but not like hard enough to break anything. No, um, I mean, yeah, Bra- definitely, Bra- definitely, Bra- like, definitely got a little puffy. Um, but yeah, that's that's about the only thing that gets me fired up enough to. To punch inanimate objects. Well, I was just gonna say, like, what I became good at, and actually, it was Bucks postseason basketball that taught me this. Is like, like I'll throw my phone during games if I'm really upset and I'm alone. That's the key. Like, I I can't have Morgan see me throw out my phone. Like, I just can't. Now she's she's in the other room. She hears this. She's like, you throw your phone during fucking games. It's like, yeah, I'm really upset. But guess what? I throw it into the couch. Cause I know that yeah. I'm not going to, oh, yeah. I'm not going to break anything. <laughs> and so it goes back to the hand. Like if you're going to punch something, like just punch something soft. Okay. Like don't hurt yourself being drunk. Yeah. Like, that's the dumbest. If, you, if you got to throw your phone, you do, you do like the exasperated, like kind of like Frisbee almost. Yeah. Like toward the oh, ground. yeah. That, yeah. That's so why. So, yeah. so it bounces, and if it hits something, it you at worst like well maybe crack it a little bit or something. Yeah. And not like totally shatter it or whatever. Right. But yeah, I mean, like back in the day, like phones now can take quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you go back, you go back twelve years or so when people had little flip phones and shit. Yeah. Um, those things will shatter on impact. Yeah. Phones can take a pound in like Jenna Hayes. Like that's, I mean, they're, you know, that's, that, 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 that is pretty much what, what we have at this point. But, but yeah, um, to transition us to, uh, to the Packers, uh, they did not take a pounding. In fact, they, uh, it almost looked like they were going to blow out the Niners. Then it got close. Um, some of it was rough influence, unfortunately. I'm really happy the Packers won so we didn't have to bitch about the refs the entire week because I think we would have um, and we'd said, well, that, that lost an account still would have been a bad, bad loss for the Packers. And I've went over it and now you get ready for the Steelers. 
I think the biggest thing with that one is to avoid the hangover, um, to avoid the emotions of it all. I mean, the Niners are a rival, as we talked about last week. But, and same with how Baltimore, you know, beat the Chiefs. But I think that was more important to Baltimore than the Packers beating the Niners. They, they have beat the Niners in the regular season before. But then you saw that Ravens team come out flat against the Lions. Now, granted, they were on the road. That stadium's weird. That state that stadium just does weird shit to you. Seems a lot of weird back ramps with the Lions. So I'm not really worried about a hangover, Mitch, because it's Lambeau. It's a 325 start. Weather probably is going to be beautiful. I don't really have any concerns that the Packers aren't going to come out fired up and not lay an egg. Are, are you? Not really. I mean, it's it's much different than last week, I would say. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. It's just, Pittsburgh is – people don't have a lot of confidence in them right now, mm. and I, in, including their own fans. And, um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible. Yeah. Looks fat, looks old, yep. slow. You know, Najee Harris had 19 targets, which is like second all-time or something for a running back since <laughs> 1992, I heard today, which I was like – I was like, yeah, it's already had 14 catches. And that was just drop back and get rid of it for, for Mothersberger. So he doesn't pro- provide much of a de- downfield threat at all. Um, a la Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is really good at that. Um, whereas like Roethlisberger, I feel like had become such a, such a downfield guy over right. the years with AB and Juju the last couple of years, stuff like that. And I don't know, their defense is pretty good. Oh yeah. That. Um, they're a little banged up out there too, with you know no no Stefan to it, no Tyson Alu Alulu, and uh, TJ Watt. We don't know. He was limited in practice um, on Wednesday. Yeah, well, they still we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, ML we'll Ingram and um, Cameron Hayward and uh, secondary is a little youthful, but they're still pretty good. Is Mika Fitzpatrick healthy? Yeah, he's their free safety now, though. He doesn't play corner, which is interesting. I, I for some reason, didn't know that. Like, I just assumed uh, it would make a fence patch. Hasn't he been a safety since he came to the pros? Uh, has he? I don't know. I that might so. just be That might just be bad by me, then. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that's that, that's fine. Um, you know, he got traded, too, like, in his rookie year, which is weird, didn't he? Yeah, so. well, yeah but like, second year, they traded him. Everybody was like, what are you doing? And then I think that and I think that was – I don't know what traffic that ended up being for them, but they, you know, Dolphins – Dolphins may have fumbled the bag, though. It's, you know, not to go on a rabbit hole, but, like, I mean, not drafting Justin Herbert over Tua. It's looking – it's like the, the cringe emoji kind of. Like, that's that's kind of yeah. where we are right now. It's early. But I'm not man, giving up on Tua yet, but – Me either, but be... – Ooh. You gotta have some. You gotta have some size to play in the NFL for the most well, part. And well, right. And when the guy you didn't draft, Herbert, goes into Kansas City and beats the fucking Chiefs. Oh, and he looks like it, a legit fucking stud. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that is exactly how LA is going to actually like get fans. Like the LA Chargers will have fans because of Justin Herbert. There's just naturally yeah. going to be people, kids, <clears throat> mostly, and they're going to be like, to, oh. To go, to go further down the rabbit hole, if you I don't love mind. it. Yeah, I, I think I I think there's more to the draft than meets the eye. Yeah, like um, these teams talk to these guys, uh-huh. and I don't know. Like I heard, so I watched. Uh, this is basketball, but I watched Matisse Thybulle with JJ Redick, a couple of videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, Matisse knew he was getting he was going to Philly, like six weeks from the draft, he said. And it's not like he was the, uh, the number two pick. He was like right. the 22nd pick or something. So the fucking draft, I feel like is, you know, like it, it would have been pretty easy for, you know, the Dolphins knowing they had what the third pick or fifth, no fifth pick. Yeah. Right. Fifth fifth, pick. They took Tua and the chargers was what the next pick. Right. Six. Yeah. Would have been pretty easy for them to figure that out ahead of time. Like, okay. Herbert doesn't want to go to the East coast. Tua is was you know not that far from Bama. I know he's from Hawaii, but um, you know he's kind of a Southern guy, I suppose. And Herbert's an Oregon guy. 
and you know didn't really maybe didn't want to leave the west coast so maybe that wasn't an option I, I don't know i know that seems like bullshit and then but then you take that guy and get him in your building and maybe he he learns to quickly enjoy it or realize it or whatever eat crow whatever but i don't know maybe maybe there was something there too i have no idea i just i don't know or maybe herbert was his, him and his agent were like we don't want to go to the east coast we don't want to go to miami yeah you never know um, right you, you never it just, it just some of that shit doesn't get out because it's not, you know, they only care about the number one pick or whatever, like with UI and, you know, I don't know. But yeah, no, anyway. it, it's true. No, and I, I'm glad you brought up the draft because, you know, we we talked about TJ Watt, Kevin King obsessively. I think fans have for a long time, mostly because who, what his last name is and where he's from and that he went to Wisconsin. I'm convinced that if TJ Watts last name was TJ Williams, I don't think we were talking too much about it. And he went to Michigan, let's say. Um, I don't think we're having this conversation. I just don't. I think people would be like, oh yeah, we could add, could add Williams instead of King, but I don't think it's as obvious, but I think because he was of the really the first family of football here in Wisconsin, and that he was very successful and then defensive player of the year last year. I think it's really hard for people to not be like, well, we could have had him, but they forget like the Packers traded down to get Jair Alexander. There were a ton of teams that could have had Jair Alexander that could have that same conversation. S- same with Elton Jenkins, right? We could have that same con. So many teams could have conversations about, like yeah. the Broncos, right? Like the Broncos drafted Drew Locke, apparently the Packers like, but right before Elton Jenkins. Like, would do you think they'd rather have Elton Jenkins than Drew Locke right now? Uh, probably. Right. And that's just the draft. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think draft hindsight, no matter the sport, baseball, football, <clears throat> basketball, it's the dumbest fucking thing we do as fans. Well, it sucks. It sucks probably the most in the NFL because you get you end up guys making an impact from I mean the draft is so long, seven rounds, right? And then right. Uh, um you get a lot of undrafted guys that end up being, you know, formidable players and as opposed to like you know, I could see like the Bears taking Trubisky. That's that's kind of like fair because they traded out of it and I don't know. They've had so much trouble getting a franchise quarterback there over the years. And you could have had probably two of them instead of Trubisky. You traded up to get right. that guy that was less of a sure thing than, you know, but in terms of the Packers, I mean, no, you're right. That it's a, uh, it's because it's Watt and dude, I wouldn't have guessed that TJ Watt would be half this good. No. In. I mean, he was at that time, he was JJ's little brother. He was, you know, the the lesser Watt brother. Um, he was like undersized kind of. And now he gets in that, you know, that Watt NFL uh, laboratory, if you will. Um, I'm not surprised that he's, you know, become basically essentially an all pro player. Um, but and it, it, it's obviously magnified and amplified too because Kevin King has been, you know, had a very tumultuous uh, rookie contract, if you will. And the Packers decided to bring him back on a $6 million deal, and he's looked even worse. Right. So um, it's just, you know, it, it just kind of is, and it, it hasn't been much of a story this week, surprisingly, but um, yeah, it's draft hindsight sucks, but there's. So- there, there, there's some there, but it's just, I don't know. You'd love to have him. I, I will say. also don't really, they don't need an edge rusher either. Yeah. So here, a so. couple things. So I pulled up draft profiles, which the NFL.com has awesome draft profiles. If you ever are curious to see what people said about them before they were pros. And like weaknesses for TJ Watt, short strider who lacks explosion out of his stance and up the field to bend, bend at the edge as a pass rusher. Plays with a narrow base. Who will need more – his pass rush menu will need to have more options 
against NFL tackles. Like that was the biggest criticism a lot is that he was just a bull rusher. Like I have a blog buried in my archives about how I made the case Vince Beagle was a better badger than DJ Watt. And then the Packers end up drafting him and he wasn't that good. Like it happens, right? Like, and you look at who the Packers had at edge that year. They had Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. I don't think any of us were like, oh, move on from Clay Matthews in 2017. Like Clay Matthews at that time was a ripe age. Like he was not like a spring, you know, he wasn't a spring chicken, but he wasn't like old. Clay Matthews, oh, he was 31. Okay, he's a little older, but Nick Perry was 27 on the other side. So I don't know. Is it really, and that year, the year T.J. Watt was drafted, so that first year of Watt's career, Clay Matthews had seven and a half sacks and Nick Perry had seven. So, again, like, I don't know. Were they really that that kind of strain for outside edge rushers? I don't know. No. that You know, that's – then Mike Patton's system, it kind of changed a little bit. Same guys – and they fell off dramatically. They both were injured the next year. And then it's like, oh, could have used TJ Watt. Well, I don't know. That there were you're yes, it would have been great to have him, but that time it was Kevin King was fucking six three as a corner. Now he his weaknesses match up. Like there's a lot of things too. But dude was six three. He ran a four four four. He had a vertical leap of 39 and a half. And a fucking three cone of six five six. Those numbers are off the charts. And I've never seen that again from Kevin Kent. None of that. Right? Like he has and their, really... Go ahead. Their corners the year before were booty were booty cheeks too. Yeah, uh, yeah let's Randall, pull that I think. Up. Let's pull um, that up. You did have Micah Hyde. Yeah, that must have been twenty sixteen, must have been his last year with the Packers. Yeah, so 2016, your corners were Demarius Randall and Ladarius Gunther. Those were yeah. your two star. And Ladarius Gunther is the whole reason you get fucking shit pumped by the Falcons because you didn't have the corner depth. And again, this is what these pinheads forget is like you were the same people bitching about Ladarius Gunther and like, we need a corner, we need a corner. Oh, yeah, this corner sucked and we could have had a badger and now we're pissed off about it. Yeah, they had Just, Sam. They had Sam Shields on that roster, who was probably their number one corner. But I think he got. It couldn't hurt. have been. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been Ladarius Gunter all year. No, but, no, 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 no. And I see you had uh, Josh Hawkins. Um, I remember him. And my dad Qu- might have Quentin, done his resume. Quentin Rollins. That was like. Yeah. The, that must have been. That might have been the year after they took Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins. Like what? One and two. Yeah, I had some Quentin Rollins stock back in the day. I had some Quentin Rollins stock back in the day. That didn't pan out for me. That stock died. Yeah, he, Rollins was drafted in 2015. Second rounder. That was a bad pick. Oh, remember Meech yeah. Goodson? I also like Meech Goodson. Dimitri, Dimitri Goodson. He was good. He was yeah. a good special teams player. But again, like, Man. they didn't – yeah, Shields back – played one game that year. I think he had that concussion. He gets that brutal concussion that year. And that's the year that Shields got hurt and he was out for the year. And so he had a concussion. So that again, I hate to like beat this dead horse, but like he has the fucking concussion and he's they need to replace that. So I don't know, man. It it'll never die. Pack fans will go to their grave about it. But if you really kind of break get into the details of it. There is a ton of reasons why Kevin King was drafted over TJ Watt. Yep. As for the game itself this week, Mitch Packers Steelers. Um, I think at this point, Packers are six and a half point favorite. Um, be a Milwaukee game. All my shots, my Milwaukee gold member package. Um, so it'll be 40% Steelers fans. <laughs> I hope not, man. It will. I- I, okay, and I wasn't going to do the Milwaukee. I have some friends who are Milwaukee season ticket holders. Like, I don't know. The, you really think it'll be that deep? with Steel- I mean, there will be Steeler fans. Don't get me wrong. But it's okay, their first the Steel- game back. Uh, maybe not 40%, but It's 30%. their first game back in Lambeau for over two years. You really think they're going to fucking sell the one 
the two tickets they have this year for that? Uh, yeah. And you have Steelers already travel pretty well. Oh, yeah. There's probably Steeler fans around here oh, yeah. um, that grew up here. Yep. And there's uh, then you have the Milwaukee ticket package. People from Pittsburgh will want to come. It's going to be nice out. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Actually, the, Mitch, the condition, conditions are favorable. Actually, Mitch, on Sunday, we have a chance chance of rain, 40% chance of rain and oh. 69. Man, just terrible. Would you would you rather go to a Packer game in as a weather guy, your noted weather guy? Would you rather go to a game in like 50 degrees and rainy or in snow like the Steelers game we went to with Matt Flynn leading that quarterback? Uh man, rain sucks. It does. Uh but cold sucks too. I mean, you're asking me to pick between you know, shit and <laughs> dog shit and horse shit. Mitch just uh, wants to go to the new Bear Stadium and be all nice and cozy and not not go out in the elements in, in December to watch Packers I mean, yeah, Bears. Kinda. You're such mm-hmm. a pussy. Like, I can't just enjoy the elements, my man. The answer is rain. I will answer for you. The answer is rain. Probably. Snow. Yeah. Be, to be in the, I actually, I, I have a spicy take, and you'll disagree because you hate the cold. But like it, in just a normal cold weather game, it's not that bad. If it's sunny outside, it's not night. So if it's a nooner and it's sunny, and you're with eighty thousand of your friends, it's not too bad. You're in, you're insulated basically. Yeah. It, when it gets tough, is like. Like they have on the schedule, we'll see if it gets flexed, but they have a January 2nd game, 720 against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if you can pay yeah. me enough to go to that game. Yeah, that's I'd have to be... really, it'd have to be like free, have to be like maybe a New Year's Eve tie in, maybe like a long weekend sort of thing. Like it would have, there would have to be a lot of stipulations there for me to, to even consider that one. Right. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, sixty nine rainy. Hopefully, it clears up for our Milwaukee friends. But yeah, there'll be some Steelers fans. It should be a good crowd. I think Milwaukee fans sometimes get a bad rap. I mean, I saw, I think I saw on Reddit that someone got kicked out because they were standing and they got basically reported by the uh, by the Packers ushers for standing when they shouldn't have, which is just so on brand for such. For the entitled town, entitled town oh, yeah. uh, Packer fans. Absolutely, I have no problem. By the way, it, sitting watching a game, like I don't think like standing for a whole game is, is like that fun either. Like, I mean, did we do it kind of for the Bucks like finals games and shit at the bar? Yeah, but we were at a bar. We weren't at our seats. And I don't, and I have no idea because I didn't, I didn't go to any of the finals games. Like, I don't know if they were standing throughout that entire game. I don't think they were. I think the Suns fans were, but every one of those person people were either high on meth or cocaine, so it didn't really count. <laughs> yep. So, no question. Yeah. NBA underway, man. I can't believe we're gonna be watching regular season games and fucking like two gosh, weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Um, the Brewers doing the uh, the beer district. Um, I thought it was funny that Andrew Wagner. Did not want it to be called that when he tweeted it out. Someone said, oh, it's the beer dish. He's like, ah, let's not call it that. And then everybody, like, all his quote tweets were like, beer district, beer district, beer district. You can run, but you can't hide. Like, that's just that's just it. Um, but I exactly. love that. I, I don't know what the fan energy is going to be for that because baseball is just such a such a different sport than basketball, right? Like. <clears throat> Yeah. A, the Gen, like the Gen Z is not really baseball fans, but if the Gen Z is like, oh, we can go get drunk again outside, I guess. Like, but I don't know. Like the reason why I think the Deer District worked and at the time is because COVID was still people were just letting people back into bars. Like it was there were still some rules and oh, it yeah. wasn't it was, summer fest. It was such a it was such a 
like perfect storm. I mean, oh, hundred percent. And it was like Rona cases were basically non-existent for a yeah. couple weeks there, and so basically the cuffs were off completely. And you know, um, yeah, no summer fest. All the kids from all the colleges, all the suburban areas. Um, we're getting dropped off and let let to roam free like it was fucking Summerfest, and yeah. all they oh. all they had to do was put on a wear a Bucks hat and they just would would fit right in. They probably couldn't tell you two players, right? But well, I um, love that Giannis. Um, right. So I, yeah, I wouldn't expect it's going to be colder. Yeah, it's gonna that be, too. Um, shit. I mean, these first couple of games, you're probably going to have day games. Right. You're probably gonna have like you're probably gonna have like a like a God forbid a one PM or maybe like a four PM first pitch. It's um, all I, I will tell you, uh for those and I I'm Calvi had like a PSA today. It was like I do not know the game times. Like we do will not know until like Sunday. Like settle down. I will tell Brewers fans if you're like, Well, what time could the Brewers be, Charlie? It's really easy. Look at look at twenty nineteen. They had games at one, they had games at four, they had games at six, and then they had games at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. Okay? From there, right. look at who's playing. You're going to have the Giants or the Dodgers. They're a lock at 8.30, okay? Then, and here's where it's the big, like, where it all will shift. If the Rays are playing the Yankees or the Red Sox, they're going to be the 6 o'clock game. They just right. are. But if they're playing the Mariners or the Blue Jays, they are a lock at 1 p.m. And then, yep. and then you say, all right, do you, would you rather have the, the White Sox and Astros as your 4 o'clock game or the Brewers and the Braves? And I yeah. think they could go either way with that. Well, and Manfred probably just kills himself at that point. Um, <laughs> oh, if the Yankees and Red Sox are think. both not in? Oh, yeah. Right. Manfred, yeah. I mean, that – if you are an anti-Manfred guy, you're just cheering for a Seattle-Toronto wildcard game. <laughs> Toronto, at least yeah. you can sell, but the problem with Toronto is no, because we're NBA fans too here in this podcast, you will not get all the rating share because it just doesn't right. doesn't work that way. So the, you'll Mariners have- are, uh, the Mariners are about the most, I hate saying this, but oh, wow, Manny Pena just hit a nuke. Uh Right. The Mariners are about as irrelevant as it gets in perhaps in North American sports. So that's just going to be a nightmare for Rob Manfred. I would love to see it. I mean, the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. Yeah. And Could you, can they, you have, na- they have some fun players. Can you name five Mariners? I can. Totally. Yeah, so, can, so can I. <laughs> J.P. Crawford, We're- Ty France. Oh, can you Paul get there? Wall just have having a hell of a year as a like their their setup man. Yeah. Uh they have Diego Castillo who they traded Kendall Graveman for. Yeah. Or they well they traded Kendall Graveman. That was a big deal for like I don't know a couple hours there. And then then they got Diego Castillo from the from the Rays. Uh, let's see, Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger has um, been great. Mitch Haniger, former Brewer, right back in the day, like way back. Yeah, in the day. I don't think yet. I don't know if he ever actually played a game for the Brewers, but no, he was no, like no. a top prospect for them. System. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they traded him for Gene Segura, maybe? Yeah. No. no. Hmm. I'll look it up. He has some, some tie with Gene Segura and the Brewers or something. Um, yeah. That's well, good, man. I like that. You, I, I thought you were going to do their lineup like when you went. Oh, reigning American League Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis. Yeah. Is he hurt this year? I'm not sure. He must be. Yeah, the Brewers picked him 38th overall in 20, 2012. They traded him. He was in an Arizona trade. So who the hell did we trade for him? I'm gonna find this out now. Now I'm now I'm I need oh, man, this. Um uh Gerardo Parra. Oh fuck, that's right. Good call. Nice pitch. Yeah, Kyle Lewis only has 130 at bats this year, so he must miss most of the year. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah, they have, I mean, Logan Gilbert on the mound tonight. You guys probably by the time you listen to this, you'll know the result. Um, first Frankie Montas. 
how that game's not yet on ESPN miss, but that's whatever. Where are we gonna do? Um, but yeah, so Badgers, Paul Chris, like you're you were I might have been early on the Paul Chris, like needs to get a little more innovative train. Seems like everybody's on that. Yeah, and he needed to pull Graham Mertz after that third pick. Oh yeah, that was bad. That that was uh I'll I'll I will tell something because it's late in the podcast and we're in the trust tree, and I will admit something to everybody. Huddle in, everyone. I did our I did that game review early, um, before the two pick sexes. So if you will listen and go back to that game review, and you're like, don't really talk about the pick sixes. That's because I did it at like the five minute mark. I usually never do that, even if a game is like in the balance. Like even if the Bucks are up twenty, I will wait till the end just in case. And I didn't this time, and because we were getting out, I had to do a little work. Getting out of the house, heading out to Oktoberfest, Black Husky, nice little afternoon. I was like, I got this fucking thing out. So I just did it early. It's a mistake. It happens. You're like, well, an- another another underwhelming offensive performance. Yeah. But it was pretty, yeah. you know. I did, like, say he had two brutal turnovers, but I was referring to the earlier ones. So you could interpret that. Like, I, I played it uh, back, and I was like, uh, I actually am okay here. But I didn't mention the pick sexes. And I probably would have because – you could say Graham, Mas- Graham Mertz, the master of the taint here in Wisconsin. Touchdown after interception. Taint master yeah, Graham he, Mertz. Um, big, a lot of pressure here on Graham against Michigan. Although Paul Christ has owned Jim Harbaugh um, throughout. And this is kind of Michigan's moment here. If Michigan, wa- Michigan wants to be back. Michigan lays the hammer here against Wisconsin. We'll see. And that's in Camp Randall, right? Yep. Another big noon Saturday. Gus Platt, or Gus Platt, Gus Johnson and Joel Platt. Um, which is fortunate for me because I got a wedding that night. I'm going to miss a lot of good football um, this Saturday. So that's a bummer. But what are we going to do? Yep. That's, that's your problem. Yeah, it is me problem, Mitch. But I got to bounce. We got to bounce. Back tomorrow for the betting preview. Um, Packers, Steelers, and Badgers, Michigan. We'll try to figure out how we, what we do uh, with the Badgers. I don't know. I don't think you touch it. I think you leave it the fuck alone. But we'll, we'll discuss that much more. Um, have a good one. Be back next week. Baseball preview, a lot of other stuff. See you. Peace.